Our episode today is brought to you by Surfshark. When you're surfing the web, you should be protecting yourself through Surfshark's secure VPN. I am consistently on the road for my job. And if you're like me, you are using all sorts of unsecured public Wi-Fi connections to watch things like Netflix and YouTube. Surfshark keeps other people on the network from tracking me against my will. Take that, NSA. Surfshark has many different servers located all around the world. And by routing myself through one of them, I can avoid government censorship. I can also access region lock content. And I can even avoid those bogus location-based market charges. I use Surfshark from home to block ads and remove any trackers and malware. We go to all kinds of questionable websites trying to find content for the show, and Surfshark helps keep us safe. You can check it out and get over 80% off a two-year subscription with two free months thrown in by following the link below. All that for about $2.30 a month. I like it. I like it a lot, dude. Now back to the show. No, I grew up with a kid. There's a guy in my high school. His name was like almost a mirror image of myself. You know, I'm Nathan Collins. He was Nathan Colonna. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had nothing against him personally. It's just I was too damn close to my own name for my own yeah, liking. Yeah, it was your nemesis. It was like Highlander <laughs> up in there. It's like there can be only one. There could be only one. And I'd grab them by a fucking head and cut them off. Hey, you Sometimes ever suck- it really do be like that. You, hey, you ever <laughs> suck dick, though? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said absolutely. Spotted. Ma- dick. Matter of fact, you know, uh, I was in a desperate situation where a cock just slipped in my mouth, and uh, what kind of desperate was it desperate situation? before or after it slipped in? What do you get when you take three crazy and opinionated real guys, real friends, butting heads over different issues? A night at a gay bathhouse, you say? Close. This is the Almost Tomorrow Show. From world events to crazy shit on the internet, and definitely reacting to Karens. Could I speak to the manager, please? It's loud and in your face, but we have fun. Welcome to the Almost Tomorrow Show. And here are your hosts, Jamie Flores, Mo Wadan, and Nathan Collins. We're going to get into like our quick bite here. Um, this actually happened at the beginning of the month. Brandon Brown, I don't know if you saw. Look at Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, NASCAR driver. Yeah, he won, uh, he won the race at Talladega Speedway on October 2nd. Um, when he was getting, like, this is a dude who worked his whole life to get to this point, to, to win Talladega, you know, shaking bacon it. Um, <laughs> Shake back. Um, so he's he's pumped. He's ready. He goes and does his interview, and this is this is what happens to this man. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was uh, learning how each line didn't. Uh... I feel bad for this guy, man. <laughs> like, Why? He, he just, won the race. He won. Look, look. He, he, I feel like I'm, I'm happy victory, for right? him that he won the race. But you can tell during that interview and knowing what they're saying. 
<laughs> what are they saying? Yeah. You know, they're saying fuck Joe Biden. They're clearly yeah, saying there's no fuck let's Joe go Biden. Brandon, not, not but the that. let's go Brandon craze, man. Like <laughs> she tried it. She tried to like clear it up for for the airways because you know. You don't think that's an issue of her changing the narrative? I don't think that she's changing the narrative. I think she was trying to to not have fuck Joe Biden be on the broadcast. I think it was a, a, just a jerk reaction to try to clean up what yeah. they were saying. I mean, do you want to like say, hey, you know, how do you feel about the fact that your your win here is actually not the big news story? In fact, it's actually the fact that the the crowd is chanting fuck Joe Biden. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I feel bad for him is because this guy worked his entire fucking life to get the first person that he thanked was his dad. Like, he was like, Dad, we did it. Like, you could see just everything from the beginning, man. He was like, it sucks, but, I mean, I feel like at the other end of the spectrum, it's fine because, you know, this is America, and we pride ourselves on our freedom of speech and expression, and if people want to chant fuck Joe Biden at a NASCAR race, go for it. True, but what I think you're missing is that this is one of the biggest achievements this guy's ever going to have in his life. And the thing that gets immortalized is not the fact that he won, but the fact that the crowd is screaming, fuck this Joe Biden. This has been going on for months now. In big, huge sporting events, the crowds are cheering. This is NASCAR. It's predominantly. Which, yeah, predominantly. No, no, no. Southern, we're, we're, I'm talking yeah. college games. I'm talking about NFL games. Everybody, you know, there, fine. There, there, a lot of them are cheering, fuck Joe Biden. You know, that, that's totally fine because, you know, they did that, you know, similar shit with Trump. So, I mean, it doesn't matter who the president is. You, know, you should be able to express yourself. And <clears throat> But I do agree. I mean, it's a shame that this guy's achievement has been kind of overshadowed by fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> Sucks. You know, they ended up making the songs. They had a song. <laughs> out. There's there's a, a theme song here. Loza yeah, Alexander was the, the creator of this video. I want to hear a verse, though. You guys remember the Bed Intruder song? <laughs> yeah. This reminded me of that, except <laughs> I'm with you. I wanted to hear kind of like, you know, a verse or hide your husband. Because <laughs> they're raping everybody out there. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I, I think you guys are missing the, the, the point of this. And that is. What is the point? Mark? The point is people are not happy of what's going on. And okay, their we were, voices are, are constantly being silenced. You think the They're, media was intentionally silencing them? Yes, without a doubt. 100% no doubt in my, my mind that hmm. they're being silenced. The, the narrative is Joe Biden is the most popular president ever. Everybody who, loves who him. Who is saying that? That's the narrative. Who is saying that? What, what, where, where is the narrative coming from? Because I don't hear it. I mean, you don't hear. You, I don't think he's the Joe best president. Joe Biden ever, had more vo- votes for him than any other president okay. ever. Who, who 
But who's bringing that up? Oh, man. So like, what, what happened here is you get a super polarizing election between Trump and Biden, you know, and the fact that it's so polarizing brings out more people than normally vote. You know, because they just feel it was like, like so much is on the line. Exactly. You know? Like they they feel like there was movements to get your, you know, your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor to at least get out and vote because every vote mattered. Right. You know, you feel like a certain way, like, you know, you need to prevent, you know, the apocalypse or something bad from happening. You know, so you're going to go out and vote. It's not necessarily <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily mean that Joe Biden has, you know, is the most well thought of or popular president. It just means that the climate was such that more people felt they had to vote. They had enough to lose to motivate them to get out of their fucking house and vote. So, but no, I I get it though. Like you can take those numbers and you can spin a story that says, oh, well, you know, Joe Biden has X amount of votes. This is more than anybody in history. He's the most popular president, yada, yada, yada. I think that's the wrong narrative. I think it's an incorrect one. And but it's very subjective. Might play to it an agenda, though. Yeah, like yeah. What man. Mo's saying here. There is an agenda. <laughs> there is an agenda. It's like, it's, it's undeniable. It's crazy that you would. Well, th- no, no, no. I, I do believe there's agenda on both sides. You can, there's oh, yeah. agenda on both sides, and you can't, you can't deny that that's prevalent. You know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> there's some things that. Are is what it is, and there's some things to get an uproar about. And the people not being heard in silence is nothing. But I don't think that this was this was a way to just shut them up. I think this was a way to be like, hey, there's there's kids who watch NASCAR that are watching this guy, and on the air they're getting fuck Joe Biden. You know, like there's there's shit like that too. You know that you got to take it apart. Like I'm never gonna make let my kids watch the news. (laughs) <laughs> like you can't it's so depressing the news is so depressing but it's always been depressing but the the thing is the news is supposed to it's it's supposed to be for like the people right like that's is this is how you get it your was. voice heard now now it's who can get out facts first not if they're correct or if they're true mm-hmm. you know it's who can get it out first because Are, the first the views all that pays. It's all about money now. But shouldn't you be asking your question is like, why are they saying fuck Joe Biden? Are they saying fuck Joe Biden because they're pro-Trump? Or are they saying fuck Joe Biden because he's doing a horrible job? It could mm-hmm. be the fact. Both. I mean, it could be both. It could be the fact that they're sorry that they're, they didn't win. You know what I mean? It could be just fucking sour patches. Like, you know, it could be that. And they're taking that out in in the Joe, you know, in the fuck Joe Biden chance. Yeah. Or it, is it that Joe Biden is constantly fucking up? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. There's he's got people around him that are competent so that even if he's fucking up, there's going to be people that that can catch policies. The policies that he's doing, a lot of people don't agree with. Yeah. But their voice is yeah, but not, you're not every allowed. policy. This isn't nothing new. This is just it's just emphasized because the people that want to have them, you know, they like. Mm, well, no, because you're you're categorizing them as the opposition of my ideal thoughts. They're like, oh, you know what? They're going against everybody the guy has an for. idea of the direction that we should take. You know, like for me, I think that 
you know, we need to move in a direction of a green economy. Uh, whether or not Joe Biden's plan to do that is the right plan, I kind of have some disagreements with. But I, I like the direction that we're moving. We in. have to. Like, in order to be set for the future, you know, our kids' kids being set right, in, right. into an economy that is booming and that where they can prosper we need to change it so what are we what are we doing as a as a country what is the united states doing that will benefit us long term not right much. now not much not much now but that's part of the fact that the older generation is making plans for the younger generation without having their voice heard well the problem well. is that <clears throat> you know we have such a short-term view of things you know, next uh, election, next quarter, next year. But we're not looking 5, 10, 15 years down the future to see where we'll be then. You know, so we're not setting up the groundwork now that's going to be necessary to maintain our status as I a world agree. power yep. down the line. It's just not, not happening. You know, all these half measures trying to placate companies and, you know, foreign interests and whatnot for the short term or, you know, medium term, but not the long term. We're not setting ourselves up for success. Get the money out of politics. Like, if we can get money, which is, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Even though we, <laughs> it's never going to happen. It's because the like, politicians who can make it happen don't want to make it happen. No, because we gave, them, we, we gave them the power to change rules so they can benefit themselves. So why would we, they're not going to. They're not going to change the game for them to lose. Yes, yes. You know, They have like, the power. That's something that um, doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, a moderate. Doesn't matter when it all benefits them. They're they're gonna they're gonna come together when we it comes to that. Lose. We we the people. Yeah. Everybody in this room, everybody listening, we lose. And like, we're seeing that, you know, like and all this just you know uh, unrest and dissatisfaction. People are upset because like. The middle class has been eroding for, fuck, over a generation now. You know what they think? It's funny because Joe Biden made a speech one time and he said, we the people. We the people is the government. We are the people. The government is the people. He said that. I don't see anybody who represents me. They're all millionaires. You know, they don't have my experiences or my troubles. You know, mm-hmm. we just have different ways of getting there. Yeah, different roads to yeah. getting to pretty in, much. But in the end, we the same thing. We all have. We we just want to see better. We want to see better, and we all can all agree that the system is broken and the system is no longer for us. And we ha- we just have different ways of fixing it. You know, or maybe Absolutely. we don't even know how to fix it. We don't because we don't. it's all opinion. It's all a big giant experiment. Everything. Yeah. And it all goes experiment. down to if they're going to let us, you know, get a nut at the end of the day. It's funny that we have to ask, you know, permission, permission to, prosper. to prosper. Right. Permission to prosper. Well, well, I think this is a good point to pivot here to yep. our main topic for the day. Yep. We'll We're take a quick break and then we'll be back. You're listening to the Almost Tomorrow Show. And now your hosts, Jamie Flores, Mo Wadan, and Nathan Collins. Welcome back from the break, everyone. We're going to go ahead and pivot our conversation over to our main topic, 
which is the fatal accident where Alec Baldwin was handed a loaded prop weapon that killed Helena Hutchins and injured Joe Souza. What we know so far is that the film's armorer was not around when the assistant director grabbed the weapon and that he called out code guns signaling to the crew that the weapon was cleared and ready for rehearsal. So the question for today is who's at fault for the chain of command breaking down? Is it Alec Baldwin, the armorer, the assistant director? Let's get into it. So let me let me let me get this straight. <clears throat> so Alec Baldwin, he didn't know that this gun was loaded with a live round or anything. How do how does that happen? Because there's a chain of command, right? Yeah, on there's, set. Yeah, there's the safety protocols. The armorer has to check it. The assistant director checks it. You know, even the the actor should have checked it before. You know, and that's that's part of the reason why people are are kind of up in arms now because the safety precautions. Any time you're dealing with firearms on the movie set should be the number one thing. You know, guns are made, a prop weapon or not, they're all weapons. They're all lethal. Well, the difference yeah. between a prop weapon and a real gun is that there's no difference. They're just designated one as a prop and one's... Yeah, wouldn't it be like the ammo? Uh, maybe they're... Right. They're they're it probably looks... Maybe. You know, or maybe you file the hammer down or something. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, because th- this is the, the thing. Like, okay, so let's just say he checked the weapon beforehand. So what is he checking for? There's there's actual ammo in there. So how is that how is that going to prevent this situation from happening? Well, okay, he checks it. Boom. Oh, yep, there's the ammo because, you know, we're, we're doing a rehearsal. So the fire, the, the weapon needs to go off. No, no, no. They, when you shout code gun, you're saying that there's no ammo in the weapon. Now, are they blanks? Yeah, but they should or... be something, right? No, like, no, no, no. it should be, be blanks. Rubber, rubber fake be, bullets? Right. It was supposed to be empty. Code gun is empty. Hot gun means that there's ammo ready to go. Uh, I don't know. That's why Alec Baldwin, when everything happened, the first thing that came out of his mouth is, why did somebody hand me a So, gun? why is there a situation where they unloaded the rifle, right? If, if they don't know Nobody how many checked. times... Well, if there if there's dispute on how many times he shot the weapon, after shooting it one time and there's actually a bang, you're telling yourself, like, oh, shit, there, there was actually something in there. Or it's supposed to be blanks. He shot it multiple times. We don't know the full story yet. But, yeah, but anyway, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I agree, you never point don't. a firearm at someone. You never point it at anything you don't want it to destroy. Like, I mean, I, w- I, I would I would say that Alec Baldwin's pretty much, if the facts of this are true, I would say he's pretty much, you know, without blame here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't mean, blame him. There's people saying that, you know, he's going to take hit because he's the one of the executive producers. Yeah. And an actor in it. He was the one that it done. Gonna He's going to take. Him. I mean, there's reports that he was, you know, for hours unconsolable. Like, he was just. I mean, can, fucked can up you, in the head. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, Rightfully like, so. Can you imagine? Draw, like, like no you turned. never would it, would it just for something like that to happen out of the blue with no expectation or. I couldn't even imagine it. It's crazy because like, they said that the armor, her name's Hannah Gutierrez. She stated that she wasn't sure if she was ready for this job <clears throat> before she got the job. I mean, fuck, well, wasn't there, like, a quote that she said, like, with her previous movie? I think she was doing the Clint Eastwood movie or something. She's like, this is a start to a great career well, at age like right. milk. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to have a very long career. It's crazy, it man, because, like, you know, 
right before this happened, about seven crew members walked off set because of, <laughs> you know, safety precautions being cut, housing accommodations, like the the drive was crazy. The actual working conditions were kind of brutal there. Well, maybe you have like a point that you can make uh, make on that, you know, working conditions and shit. Well, I mean, the, I think the whole situation is um, that is just blown out of proportion because the housing, we don't know what they had, what they're complaining about. But safety precautions being cut is uh, definitely a red flag. And I, I'm thinking in my head, like, man, what are the odds of them talking about safety and getting angry over the safety situation, walking off set, and then this happens? It makes me think like one. It, there was there's some kind of sabotage. Obviously, there's there's sabotage going on. I don't know if it's sabotage. I think it's more the fact that they were just lazadaisical. Well, we would have to see some motive here to well, say sabotage. The, okay, the, okay, the motive is. Uh, I'm not saying they somebody put the live ammo on in the gun on purpose to kill somebody, but. Maybe they were hoping because maybe the uh, the procedure is you never point a gun at somebody, right? So they were hoping that it would be a live ammo to show like, well, this could be so unsafe, and it backfired. I think when the when they investigate this, I think there is going to be some kind of sabotage. Somebody fucked up in the beginning. So in the beginning of October, when filming started, this these things were going on. Helena actually was talking to another director, Lee Lu. And told him that the the selfish producers are cutting corners on safety. So she already voiced her opinion on the safety standard of this movie. Um, there's been no checks. Like the person, like the assistant director is in charge of what happens on set. That's their job. You know what I mean? The director directs, the assistant director makes sure everything else runs smooth. Right. I understand that, but I think there's... There's a lot of questions to be answered here. Oh hell yeah, you know? absolutely. This um, just this just why started. Why is why is there live ammo on set? Was At there, all. Was there a scene that they needed live ammo? We don't know this. I don't feel right? like you ever need live ammo I though. Agree. You get movie magic. You yes. Get... If they used live explosions too. Well, th- that's you know, different. Yeah, like, that's different. But right? use, because that's all controlled. Yeah, but, but I mean, you don't use like a real hand grenade. You use a movie hand exactly. grenade. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Smoke, yeah. yeah, I mean, real hand grenade doesn't look that impressive when it blows up. And that's why I think there might have been some kind of sabotage, you know, to test the security the, safety measures. I don't know about that because they were saying that two days prior before that, Alec Baldwin's stunt double misfired two rounds. Yeah, what the like fuck? Like, beforehand, yeah, they, they, you know, the crew members are, are saying they, they, they took a producer's phone and they saw that in a text message one of the crew members wrote him the state the safety procedures suck it's it's super unsafe you can't just hand somebody a gun without checking you know what i mean like regardless of whatever and you're the person in charge like even why was there why was there a round in it at first like there's nobody checking and if there's reports stating that you know days beforehand this was reported in the beginning it was reported you know, somebody has to take account for the the safety procedures. Throughout That's going to be the armor, probably. You know, like well, it'll probably be multiple people who cleared that chain of command for that gun. 
you know, and who's putting these weapons on like a cart, you know, and, and saying these are good to use? They should be handed to you know the actor directly and but everything. When the when the weapon was picked up, the the armor wasn't around. So, you know, negligent or not, everybody's stating that. For so far, I mean, we don't know. This is all speculation, but. The person that should take the hit would be, you know, the person who handed the weapon. Some people are stating that Alec Baldwin, because of him being the executive producer or the per- and the person who pulled the trigger, should should take the fall, at least get manslaughter. I don't know about that. I mean, you know. Dude, I, trust me. I, I, I don't want to absolve Alec Baldwin or anybody from, from some responsibility. But uh, I don't think that it would be fair to give him prison time or anything like that for this, which is very clearly an accident. From what we know now. From what we know now. Right. Yeah, until new facts are presented, if they are. and It just it just would be overkill, you know? It would compound the tragedy. Be, you know, I don't feel like there's any criminal, at least on his part, criminal negligence. Should he have checked it? Probably, yeah, you know, but I mean, there are other, you know, things that could be at play. There could have been, you know, the yeah. expectation there could have been dummy rounds in there, which looks similar to real rounds and maybe. There's a lot, a lot of questions. Were they properly trained? Was Alec Baldwin properly trained? If he wasn't, whose fault was that? You I know, have to imagine. I mean, he's I been. I would imagine, but right now it's all, it's all assumption. Hasn't he been know? in some Western? I mean, he's been in Not tons in Western. of movies. I can't. But I, I don't mean, remember him. He's always in the suit and tie, you know. <laughs> At least recently, yeah. But um, can we just take a minute to like recognize like just how devastating that would be for you? Like if you were standing there, you know, unawares, yeah. and you had a gun that you thought was was safe, you know, to be used, you know, in your scene or whatever the hell, and then all of a sudden. Boom! You know the person in front of you drops. And like just, just the mind fuck that that would do, to yeah. me anyway. I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't know. A crazy thing is there's an executive producer, I forgot his name, but he was getting at Alec Baldwin for a comment that he made in 2017 on Twitter, stating like, I wonder how it would feel if you accidentally killed someone on set. Like he. You pretty much, For, pretty much foreshadowed. Foreshadowed yeah, what was going to happen. That's yeah. uh, that's uncanny. Yeah, it's ironic. But like they're they're saying like he should she that was the person that was stating that he should get manslaughter for this because of that's the, unfair. The shit that it is. I, I I can't stand it when people overreact and they just want to punish somebody wrongfully so without finding all the information necessary. Yeah. He, oh, he killed. He pulled the trigger. He did it. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> Put him in jail. No. Come on, man. Let's let's get to the facts. Let's let's get to the facts. And, you know, also, I feel like punishment for punishment's sake is kind of overdone. I don't think that you need to do that, you know, if there's no purpose to it. But um, I also don't think that people should be necessarily held accountable for every offhand comment that they make. Yep. 
You're saying there should be a statute of limitations on on certain comments. <laughs> I think comments on the you know if you if you state a comment on like Twitter or, or YouTube or something like that, there should be an expiration date. <laughs> it, should, <laughs> it, should, it should automatically delete after a certain <laughs> amount of time or something because that's never gonna happen. Oh man! But uh, no, I mean I agree that uh, people take things out of context. They cherry pick. Um, you know, maybe my state of mind at that time is not the same as it is now uh or my thinking i mean people should be given the opportunity to change their opinion change their mind change their thoughts uh or even if you're just commenting you know i wonder what it'd be like to accidentally murder you know shoot somebody on set or something like that okay that's a totally reasonable thing to wonder i mean we wonder about the most bizarre shit from time to time i mean yeah, it, it's funny because the comments that we make today, like, for instance, I mean, right now we, we can come to Alec Baldwin's um, defense and be like, oh, you know, he's a great guy. I love his movies and everything like that. And then 10 years and I'll put that on Twitter. And 10 years later, we find out that uh, he was a child molester. And all of a sudden they go back 10 years and they say, but he's a big fan of him. You know, yeah. it, it's like it, completely taken out of context. Yes. It's like, yeah. yeah. So it, it's, How it's did scary. We, know? we didn't know that until, right. you know, now. Or even, we yeah. didn't know that 10 years ago. He was a spy. Know. He was a spy for the Chinese government. He's like, oh, you love the spy? You supported the spy? You know? Oh, just, man. Like, don't, don't, on, don't, don't even go back to McCarthyism. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Red Scare and everything. The chain of command definitely has to be, has what? to take account. Yeah, for it him. has to be yeah. questioned. We got to look into it. Yeah, yeah. I, it's going to be crazy. We'll give updates. We'll definitely let you guys know where it progresses from here. Yeah, Google if you want to comment down below on uh, how you feel about this and then where do you think the responsibility lies, as the facts lie now, it could change, but as they lie now, where do you think that the responsibility lies for this incident? <laughs> All right, everybody, that is our show today. Please like, comment, and subscribe. If you felt that uh, anything resonated with you, just let us know down below in the comments who you felt that uh, was responsible in that chain of command. If you have an idea, let us know. We read all your comments. Absolutely. We, you can find us literally wherever you find your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Pod. You can always reach us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Outside of that. Outside of that. I know. Hey, outside you of that. You guys have a great day. <laughs> Tie your shoes. Good day. <laughs> what the I'll fuck? I'll say good day, day sir. Other than that. <laughs> outside of that is outside outer of space. <laughs> outside of that. What's outside of outer space? As a matter of fact. There's more in the space. Show. <laughs> in the show right there. As a matter of fact. You've been listening to the Almost Tomorrow Show with Jamie, Moe, and Nathan. Three crazy sons of bitches raising hell. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. We have to get some shut-eye or we're going to be really hungover tomorrow. And until next time, you can hook up with us on social media. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, and on Facebook at the Almost Tomorrow Show. Till next time, don't let your meatloaf... 